Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to Momming Well Muslim, a podcast designed with the Muslim American parent in mind, addressing how to raise Muslim American kids born into a post 9 11 world. We will cover topics ranging from potty training to politics, and no topic is off limits. Along with our expert guests, we'll discuss what's new in the Muslim American diaspora or just what's new at our own kitchen tables. Join us, Zeba Hassan, Nozma Jaffrey, who have a combined eight kids and 25 years of parenting experience, as well as just enough crazy between them while they pioneered this journey we call Momming Wall Muslim. Muslim. We have Tara Ijay, the founder of the Love Glasses Revolution and the Love Rebels United. So blessed that she can join us here today. And essentially, we're going to be talking about what started this movement, what Love Glasses is about, and how we can use Love Glasses to kind of change the world one glass at a time. And um, Tara, thank you so much for being a part of the show. My co-host Uzma is actually teaching right now. So Tara, please tell us the story behind Love Glasses. Yes, thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited. Walaikum assalam, by the way. Um, yeah, Love Glasses Revolution started in about, it was 2015. It was coming along right up until 2016 is when really we started the movement. It was at the first women's march. Uh, I was running with my best friend and there weren't a lot of um, Muslims wearing headscarves that I observed. And when I rounded the corner and saw Usma. So have you always been involved in activism, like separate and apart from obviously creating this revolution? Have you always kind of felt like you or been called to action that way? Absolutely not. I played so small for so long that I think maybe everything came out at once. Now, Deidre always was my best friend. So she always kind of was telling me like, you know, things like, I mean, you know, if you're going to wear, if you're going to dress the way you're going to dress, you pretty much woke up political (laughs) just to let you know. So I didn't really understand all the nuances. All I I was a, I'm a very emotional person. I'm a very feeling person. All I was doing was trying to play small and stay out of the way for a long time. Um, I had this thing. And why do you feel that you had to do that? Did you feel like after September 11th, yes. you kind of had to go back? You had to like come back a little bit? And it, is that kind of where that feeling small came from? It's funny you ask. Uh, I, I mean, this journey of Love Glasses Revolution is really making me go back and figure out why, what, and where. I converted not shortly, or shortly before 9-11. So my whole experience was with this being on the, you know, making sure I'm not scaring people, <laughs> making... That's so interesting. Yes, like I, I wanted to make sure they knew that, you know, I'm a friendly, you know, I mean, because it's just this feeling that you have, even though, why would I? But that's, it's naturally me anyway. Like I'm guilty about, you know, shame about uh, people starving all over the world. Like I feel bad and guilty about everything. It's my nature. Like, so when I see people looking at me, I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if they're thinking, you know, I'm going to hurt them or, you know, what are they thinking? And so this was a like, 
I decided to play very small um, for a long time. To kind of recede in the background, right? To not call attention to yourself, yes. which I think a lot of Muslim people did yes, after Yes, I would agree with you. And I stayed in spaces that were uh, quote unquote safe, safe, right? Exactly. I worked in a school. I had a business that kind of catered to the clothing. and But yeah, it's it's been interesting to reflect on to why I was like that. What was kind of the motivation for you to say, I'm done being uh, a back player. I need to have my voice be heard. Was there a pivotal moment where you were like, I'm done being small and I need you to hear what I have to say? There absolutely was. And it was, it, if I could just give a little backstory, it was the buildup of all of the things that were happening. There was the San Bernardino shooting, the Pulse shooting. It was one after another. There was a real display of anger toward all Muslims. There was, um, I, I don't know if you remember that. I mean, I'm sure you remember that time. It was heavy. Hate crimes were up 67%. They were using us for yes. the political rhetoric. Uh we were on TV and everybody was talking about the Muslims, 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 and not in a good way. And I even had people yes. telling me they were going to, um, they could escort me to the bank or to the store. And I'm like, my God, what is going on out there? So quick story. I went to California with my mom and my sister. We went to a hotel. We were having breakfast at this hotel. I walked in to the, to the buffet area and there was a TV blaring. And it said, what are we going to do with the American Muslims? Are we going to round them up? Are we going to put them in internment camps? What are we going to do yeah. with them? I was literally standing there like everyone's staring at me. And I'm like, I'm just here for the French toast. So Exactly. You're like, I just want to eat breakfast, people. Just like, I'm not trying to do anything. Right, exactly. right. And, but see, owning it, owning it, owning it. And that's. I went home and I cried for two hours to my brother. And this is what happened. He had no clue what to say to me. My brother's not Muslim, by the way. Because, by the way, he's not Muslim. He exactly. Not. I was going to say, let's, let, yeah, he is not Muslim. And my family is not Muslim. Um, I'm the only one that chose. And so he's actually like full sleeve tattoos. I mean, gauge earrings, bald head, goatee, big guy, 280 pounds, heart twice as big as he is. And he sent me this meme. Aww. It was a little meme of a guinea pig wearing heart shaped glasses. And it said, I can't see haters with my love glasses on. Oh my God, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that is awesome. That meme, I don't know. I don't know. It was the timing of that meme at that time that just made me realize that I have a choice in this moment of all this hate to choose how I want to show up. And I had been living in fear and preaching fear to my kids and telling them, don't, you know, don't stay out. Don't go out. They, people are, you know, they don't like you. I mean, I was really being that parent. I was mom on steroids because I was so afraid of this, you know, development of what was happening. Are they going to, you know, are they going to round you up? Like what's going on, you know? And I just let that fear at that moment, I decided I had, I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to, I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to help others. I don't know. There was all this stuff around it and I didn't even know what that looked like. I just knew I had to stop living the way I was living. 
So how has that transformed you both physically and spiritually in all the things that you now do as part of this, this movement that you've kind of started? It's, it's such an amazing thing when you put the idea of how you're going to live your life intentionally in your head when you walk out the door. It changes everything, everything. So, for example, if you're going to a, a store, and this is a true story that happened to me, and the lady is throwing your stuff in the bag, like with a vengeance, you know, my old me would be like, wow, she just hates me. She doesn't like me at all. Right. I mean, this woman wants me out of her life. The new thinking is maybe this isn't about me. And maybe I should check right. on her. And I I remember asking very sincerely, are, are you okay? To which she stopped, paused, looked at me in like disbelief because I don't think she even knew she where she was in her headspace. And right. started or what impact she was having on people around abs- her, really. Right, 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 right. And started to cry and said that Aww. she's having the worst day. That she ever had. And what started out with me thinking this woman just doesn't like me at all ended up with a hug and she thanked me profoundly for um, even asking about her. Checking in on her. Checking in on her. Humanity. And this... The core of humanity is checking in on how we all are doing. It's a great phrase. I like that. Might have to borrow that one. I love that whole aspect. So my, my... Mindset has changed daily, and and now I just want to leave it better than I found it, which makes a big difference how you lead in your life, how you lead in your day. That's true. And how how do you think it affects you as a parent? Oh, boy, that's changed a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, you went from being kind of this passive. That How has that, and you have older kids. I think you said you had a 19 and a 20-year-old. Who, yeah, who, by the way, probably, I, if I do the math correctly, was born right after September 11th. Right. And, like, how has, has the way you've embraced this inner strength impacted how you're parenting your children? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, there's always scary things out there. I mean, life is, is, can be scary. There, there's things you can't control, but I do not teach them to live in fear. I do quite the opposite. I just tell them to move forward. And, um, you know, they, we've changed our whole thinking and even how we try to deal with each other. And, and in our house, it's kind of funny because if we get out of line with each other, cause we're still a family, right? We're not like, this perfectly yeah. loving family. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Let, yeah let's be honest. Let's like, be people real. Get on your nerves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they don't listen and whatever. But our family would be like, you know, I think you need to put your love glasses on. You know what I mean? So exactly. Oh, okay. So that's like become a phrase. I'm, I'm going to start using it. Like, put your love glasses on. Yes. Stop beating your brother to a pulp. Like we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Watch your, watch how you speak. Put your love glasses on, you know, look at things differently. Change your mindset because in the end, that's really what what I believe everything is. I mean, everything in life only comes down to one thing, the way you think about it. That's true. And what, what do you think that thing is? I feel like at the core, mm-hmm. regardless if you're Muslim or Christian or Jewish oh, or atheist, 
our core is love and humanity, oh, exactly, which is why I think this, the love glasses is, and everybody has a burden to bear. Nobody's perfect. We're, we're all doing the best that we can. If, and I love that the love glasses, the phrase even, take a second to put it on and perhaps even try to empathize with the person either that you're dealing with or, and not everything is about you. That's oh, the truth of it too, that's right? That's the biggest truth. That being said, if I could take it back, that's been the biggest thing that I've learned. It's not nothing really about you because I mean, it's up to you whether you want to wear that thing personally. Uh, my friend Deidre, she always says, you don't have to wear the clothes that they give you. Exactly. So not only was I wearing them, I was keeping them on for months, you know, dancing around in the mirror. I mean, whatever. Like, exactly. I was owning what people were saying and hurt people hurt people, right? Yes. So you have to really, that's the biggest thing is that nothing is personal. Nothing is personal. They're not, they're not trying to hurt me, Tara EJ, mom of, uh, you know, two boys. They're trying to hurt the story that they think that I am. This big phrase I've been saying to my kids lately, especially we're in this social media, Instagram, constant, you know, the world, that's a whole nother podcast. But sometimes I just tell my kids, like, listen, what somebody else thinks about you is none of your business. That's the absolute truth. (laughs) And I'm just kind of like, you know what? If they don't like you, cool. They don't. It's not your business. You have to do what you need to do and keep going the way that you're going. And and again, it's not a perfect phrase, but sometimes just like with the love glasses, you just kind of have to change your own perspective. It's not she if you're rubbing somebody the wrong way for whatever their perception is and you don't just walk away. It's not your business. Do what you need to do. So I really, I'm going to start using love glasses instead because that's a little bit more polite than saying it's none of your business. Just knock it off, buddy. Well, it was 7 billion people in the world. We're not going to resonate with everybody as much as we want to. We're not. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's okay. It is. So, so, so focus where you can. Exactly. Focus what you can and control what you can. You can only control your you your you. individual response to somebody else. Your re- your response and your reaction to what is going on in the world is the only thing you have control over. So so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Like I was reading that your uh, the recent shooting in El Paso. There's been a lot of that going on. Is that like a new thing or new cause, um, gun control, um, gun activism that you've been taking on? Or has that always been something that you've been interested in or wanting to to, to help with? The El Paso thing was a combination of things. I mean, the gun issues are horrific and definitely we feel there needs to be some more control uh, uh, over this issue and... You know, I don't know why people have um, that go there. Semi-automatic weapons is, you know, I, I, anyway, but this is where I'm at with that. You're, you're like, that is also another podcast. It is we another talk podcast. about that on a different day. However, <laughs> the reason we went to El Paso was a little different. Um, this was a known, I mean, it was a pretty obvious to me, hate-driven thing. This guy wasn't broken and, you know, he wasn't this, he wasn't that, like, he went there to hurt people, a group of people. 
And yes. this is the part that bothered us so badly. Um, as a community. As a, yes. I mean, and when we saw the teachers, there were two teachers that put out a viral request asking for people to come and send them uh, postcards. So we, we were kept seeing this over and over and they have a K through five school and they're like, can you send our students some love? And I, I said to my husband, I said, I feel like they're speaking to us. Like we're kind of yes. in the love business, right? So then of course it was the idea that we called the school. We asked how many kids there was about 600 kids. Well, while we have the glasses, we're just a very small <laughs> company. So I'm like, what are we going to do? Because we could bring maybe a couple classes to donate, but we can't probably donate 600 pair, right? And Exactly. Right. So I asked people, and I never ask. I, I have a hard time asking, part of my journey, Yes. for help, for, and especially with things with money, right? You're like, oh. And... That's just awkward it is, and weird. It is. Yes. It is. I put that request out there. I told them my why, and they more than helped me fulfill. They actually over fulfilled, and um, we were able to even distribute more love glasses in the ta- uh, city of El Paso to people like out on the street. And that's amazing. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, to see the resilience of this town. To see how strong the uh, city, I mean, that these kids are. And to see them wearing their little love glasses all crooked with smudges on them. Little, oh my de- gosh, I love that. Telling me, looking in my face and promising me they won't be afraid. I, I mean, because we, you know, we talk to them about fear and love and just real basic things. And, you know, to love who you are and be strong. And they promise they're going to love themselves and be strong. And... It's, it was just, I think that we needed them more, maybe more than we needed, they needed us, you know? Right. And, and that is the beauty of, I feel like we, we've talked about it a couple of times, of humanity. Like, we're at our nature, at our core, wanting to be a part of something bigger yes. than ourselves. And we get that, that love and support from each other yes. in however, whatever capacity we can do that. Yes. And we left this message with, El Paso, um, if someone could drive hours to deliver hate, we were going to show them that we could drive hours to deliver love. And we're going to let that be the last word. Oh, I love that. I definitely, definitely love that. And, and kudos to you guys for coming up with something so amazing, like taking your own internal fear and frustration and like spinning it around and putting a positive spin on it. That is that's a good lesson learned for anybody else in this situation right now. It's absolutely changed our lives and how we live it. And, um, it's, it's, we know the rest of our lives is going to be a journey figuring it out, but I feel like we have such a better template than maybe we did before four years ago on how to do that. That's exactly right. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say to those critics that are just like, these are just glasses. Like, what's the big deal? Like, what do you say to those people (laughs) when they say something like that to you? Yeah, I don't get it much, but I've had a couple people, especially in the beginning, um, that said that it was fluffy, fluffy was the word. 
sometimes you need fluffy. Let's just be real about that. <laughs> That's true. Fluffy could be fun. And I get it. Like, and I work hard to make this not fluffy because to me, this is actually like a template on how I live my life. Like I said, so it really means a lot to me. And, um, I don't ever want it to seem like you can't lead people in love or show them something and then have it something fake about it. I mean, it, it has to be authentic, whatever that looks like. And each person is so different. So I guess what I would say is, okay, if it's fluffy, then why is it spreading like wildfire? And why are people wearing love glasses all over the world? and doing amazing things and, you know, wanting to make the world a better place. Like what part is fluffy about that? Exactly. And it's a tangible thing. So I actually, um, for full disclosure, ordered a couple of pairs myself (laughs) and I have to say, like, I'm really excited about it because I do think it's a tangible reminder to do something bigger than yourself. And what Mm -hmm. is wrong with that? So the point about those glasses, when I first started, I'll tell you what I used to say. I used to say they were a shield. Ooh, I like that even better because that sounds more, you know, <laughs> like we're, we're starting a fight. <laughs> well, the, I'm mischievous, which is hence the love rebels. But um, it was about fighting my way because I'm not a fighter in the way of violence. And uh, I, I, I'm not that person, but I am a fighter and I'm going to love you. <laughs> I'm going to love you. Uh, you're, you're like, I'm going to love you whether you like it right. or not. I'm going to come at you with love. And and this is because that's who I am. That's my being. You know, when you grow up and people tell you you're too sensitive, you're too emotional. I, I'm learning now that all the way that I am really was always like that. And, and it's okay. Um, and it's okay. Right. Because... I look at it like I'm up really high, I'm up down low, I'm up high, I'm down low. Well, what does that look like? To me, it looks like a heartbeat, and that means I'm alive, and I'm not flatlining. So I'm feeling, I'm emotional, and that's good. I I just think we really uh, put a lot of negativity on people who feel and, and have emotions. And the opposite of that would be apathy. And we sure don't need any more of that. So Not right now. No. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you touched upon love rebels. Mm -hmm. Now, what does love, what does being a love rebel mean to you and how can we start our own rebellion? So I feel that the word love rebel came out of the idea of rebelling against the hate and the negativity. So it's, it's a constant, right? Because it's, it always wants to creep up. Like it's this (laughs) constant love versus hate war. I mean, so you have to almost decide which side you want to play on. Otherwise, you're going to be led all the time in a different way. And so so that's, you know, I didn't want it to be love ambassador. I didn't want it to be love. I mean, it's, these are all overused. And while we are love ambassadors, they're all, I wanted it to be action. I wanted action oriented. Like, let's, let's just, let's love them anyway. Let's love. Exactly. Let's push it. Let's keep pushing it in ways that maybe we never even thought about it before. 
Let's keep trying. Like when it seems hopeless, keep pushing anyway. Because what's the alternative? Yeah, what is the alternative? The alternative is, to me, like I said, apathy. Putting your head down and just giving up. But that's not, that's not okay for me. Because depending what you believe in this world, you know, you only get one life. At least you can only say you can only get one go around, right? In this life, yes. whatever your belief system is. And so why would you allow others to dominate or tell your story or control your life. Like this is yours. You get to choose it. And I went to this living library event last week where you, they check you out like as a book and you tell your story and the readers are the people listening to it. And I told them every day is like a choose your ending book. Every single day. That is amazing. Choose your ending. That's actually good advice. Cause my next question to you is how do we, raise our children like do you have any advice since you do have the older children for those of us kind of in the trenches during these tumultuous times regardless of what side of the spectrum you're on I would I would say everybody is saying that this is not these are not easy streets right now right so what advice do you give to all of us moms and dads um, parents in the trenches right now and how we can become love rebels of our own. Like what kind of advice can you give us? Yeah. Stay connected and stay connected to people who are not like you. That's a big one for me. That's key. That's key. And can you explain what that means to you? Yeah. The more I go on about things, the more I learn that this is not, you know, people don't just hate Muslims. Like, you know, people it's in a coworker situation. It's, it's unfortunately bullying in schools. It's between, you know, families sometimes it's between, you know, you get all this kind of thing. So stay connected to all sorts of people, different kinds of people, read books about, you know, what other groups of people have been through stories of overcoming. Um, nobody guaranteed this life would be easy. There's no guarantee with it. We have to teach our kids to be strong and to love themselves where they're at. If they love themselves and they're strong in their sense of self, I think they can overcome a lot more of these things and find different ways to push back and, and again, not own the clothes that somebody gives them uh, or the, that's exactly right. Or the words. Yeah, like I always say, don't own the looks. Don't own, you know, the words. You have a choice. To, you know, if someone says something, you can reflect on it, but you do not have to, to own those. Those don't mean that you have to take it. And not taking it, you can also, like, write your own ending, right? Yes. That's, that's, I mean, yes. to, to stick with that metaphor, I always tell my kids, like, whatever station in your life that you're born with or whatever, you have the opportunity to write your own ending. And what is it that you want to do? And, you know, of course, volunteer, give back. Yes. Be, do something bigger than yourselves because we are the I. You can be individuals, but we are, as my friend says, in, a, in we. You know, we're the I and we. We are we are our individual selves in a group of people. 
And that has to be figured out. What does that look like? You know, and, and these are the things that I think if we teach the kids early enough that, you know, because our, you know, our society is about me, about me, about me. And it is about, you know, learning your, about yourself. And I always do say that I'm jumping to another thing, but study and learn about yourselves. Personality tests. Yes. Um, Interesting. I think that people think that's very selfish. I've learned that people think like they don't take the time for that. And I heard a scholar say one time, learn about yourself because you alone are the closest thing to God, creator, universe, whatever term you want to use. Each one of us is the closest thing. So if you all have different, we all have different personalities, let's learn and maximize our who we are and how we show up so that we understand that this is okay. Yes. Being so being more introspective, volunteer, being more introspective. Yes. introspective because yes. I, fe- I feel like in, in that you can really identify like what's your best course. Like, you know, yes. I know there's, like you said, you were kind of, I, I was a little bit in the background and now you're like, you know, I don't want to be in the background. I want to do this. And everybody responds and does things in different ways and there's no right or wrong, wrong answer. Right. But in, in being introspective, you can kind of figure out what, what is the path that I can take? Well, and especially when it comes to things that can have a negative connotation, especially like, oh, you're too emotional. Oh, you're too sensitive. Uh, yes, I'm a feeling person. And this can yes. be applied as a teacher, as a nurse, as a leader, as a guidance counselor. Like, like these are qualities that are empathetic and positive. We've taken and owned that being sensitive or whatever is a negative thing. Well, it's not negative. It's changed my whole life. But if I would have believed that, you know, I would have just felt sad about myself that I'm just, you know. Like, why do I feel so much? What's wrong with me? Yes, And you're like, guess what? I feel so much and I'm going to use this and I'm going to change the paradigm and I'm going to do something with that. Hence the love rebel. And that's kind of what I feel like. Exactly. That's the love rebel. I was going to say that that probably is what motivated you (laughs) to become a love rebel. Yes, exactly. Like, like I'm going to change that narrative and make it okay to be loving and kind and to ask you about you and see you soul to soul. I'm going to make it okay. I don't want to talk about the weather. I want to know who you are from the inside out. I want to show you that I see you. You see you and actually like it's not a weakness. It's a strength. Yes. Uh, we all have so many strengths. It's just it's the the little messages that we've been told all our lives. I mean, you know, <sighs> You know, it's, it's challenging, right? I mean, it's challenging, but I love that you just sighed, right? Like it literally, it's either a sigh of frustration, a sigh of relief, <laughs> but the reality of the situation, I mean, honestly, it depends. Cause I mean, I find myself sighing a couple times per day. I'm going to be honest about that for a multitude of reasons. And we're going to leave that there. But I do feel like, like when you, and it seems like we have similar personality types. And I think a lot of us tend to gravitate towards each other that do when you're an empath, when you're, yes. when you kind of take on the, 
the feelings and the emotions of other people. And sometimes as moms, we just do that with our kids or sometimes yes. you, it expands outside of your families that you do have to take a sigh. Like you have to take a sigh and be like, okay, this is what I can do right now. And if that means I'm wearing the love glasses in a grocery store. So somebody asks me about them and we can start up a dialogue, <laughs> yes. even if it's as small as that, yes. like that's okay. Or if it's something bigger where you're, you're sending, you know, um, all this whole community glasses at El Paso after a terrible tragedy, that's like on the other end of the spectrum. You know, there's so many little things that we can do as a community to help each other out and become our own love rebels. So I definitely appreciate that you've started this movement. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I sometimes say it was out of, uh, self-preservation at the beginning I think and now I just can't I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to know that I could um, I could be stronger than I was I, I've learned so much about how strong I am and put myself in spaces that I never thought I would be before and push myself into spaces that you know I, I mean scared to death of public speaking and there I, I've been up there. Here you are. Yeah, doing Here some... you are do, doing it and, and, you know, really representing who you are or who you have become. Right? right. And that's always changing and that's okay. Right. It's the evolving. Well, we have to change. It's the, uh, it's the evolution of who we are that I think keeps us all motivated to be bigger, better, stronger. Like I tell my kids, be bigger, better, stronger. And in doing that, you're helping somebody, you're pulling somebody with you. I like that. So why don't you tell our audience where they can find Love Glasses on Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, we're, we're big on social media because we, we want to uh, bring everybody with us and we want you to lead love your way. So Love Glasses Revolution is on Instagram. Facebook. Um, we've got it on Twitter, but we're not as active there. Um, Facebook would probably be our main thing. And our website is myloveglasses.com. We have a YouTube channel. If you look up Love Glasses Ooh. Revolution. Now, th th I will tell you that that is a really good piece for finding the El Paso videos because yes. we tried to capture all a lot of special moments as much as we could without... Um, interfering with uh, privacy and things like that because some of the kids, uh, you know, didn't have waivers. Obviously did not want, yeah, exactly. Right, you, have to be, you know, we're of course careful about that. But um, we think we did a pretty good job capturing some of the essence of that experience. Um, start with El Paso 1 and 2, they're about 10 minutes, but it was just such an incredible experience and we're still being invited to talk about that in different places. We're going to a church in November to speak to the congregation about the El Paso experience. People were very touched by that and inspired to do something bigger than themselves. And um, I really, I'm really grateful for that. That's so great. So all these information is going to be in our show notes. Okay. Um, so please go and look, 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 um, Tara Ijai up and uh, get your own love glasses. I'm going to be posting my picture with my new glasses when they come in. I'm super excited about that. I might even brush my hair for the day. I don't know. I can't <laughs> guarantee that. But Tara, thank you so much for taking the time and opportunity to chat with us. 
And um, we definitely are going to be looking to start our own little mini love rebellions every chance that we get. So thank you so much, Tara, for joining us today. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma on Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Momming While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Mm-hmm.